listener-supported radio. Talk that brings Christ to the world. Welcome to the Relevant Radio Winter Pledge Drive. Give from the heart. Well, I, I think I'm live. <laughs> Am I live? Let me feel. Yes, feeling the pulse. It's a little erratic, but it's live. I, again, thank you so much for your generosity. We really do need your help. It's, it's, I have to admit, it's going a little slow. Um, and the number to call in to, to help Relevant Radio out and to continue this ministry is 877-291-0123. That said, let's do the important thing that really, really makes it work. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petition, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's go to the big book on the coffee table. Well, we're talking about Solomon, and there's a lot about Solomon that's confusing. We're in First Kings, the tenth chapter, the first verse and following. The Queen of Sheba. <laughs> that 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 somehow I don't know if it's for everybody, but when I hear Queen of Sheba, it somehow evokes all these images like, who do you think you are, the Queen of Sheba, that kind of thing. Uh, the Queen of Sheba, having heard of Solomon's fame, came to test him with subtle questions. And that's an interesting word. I think, if I remember, it's ridot, it's, um, uh, it's, it's, it means riddles, but it means difficult questions. Uh, ancient people loved a good riddle. Uh, we see that in the discussion in the book of Judges of, of, uh, Samson, all this riddling business. So not not like the Batman riddles, but she came to ask him subtle questions. And um, that, I don't know that that's really why she came. Um, that that it wasn't just his, you know, wisdom. It was it was the central position of his empire. Remember when Solomon uh, Solomon lived in. Uh, um, Oh, it's not Ridot. Let me, what, what's the word? It's Bechidot. It's Chidot, not Ridot. I'm sorry. I'm getting my Chiz and my Riz confused. But, um, the, the, this is going on around 900, 850 BC. And this is kind of, uh, in a period, if I'm recalling properly, when the empires, the great empires, the Egyptian, Empire and the Syrian Empire. Remember, Egypt is southwest of the Holy Land and Assyria is northeast of the Holy Land. And these are great imperial powers. Uh, and the, the, um, they were in kind of, well, abeyance. They were kind of, uh, this is, yeah, I, I, I got my dates a little wrong. It's, uh, Solomon's reign was 970 to 931 BC, approximately. Um, the, uh, the empires on either side of Israel were kind of, well, uh, in, in a bad shape for themselves. And so, 
the, the empire of Israel, the kingdom of Israel, could extend. Uh, and it was very powerful. And it, remember, the Holy Land is in a central position in the world. It's the land bridge between Africa and Asia and Europe. To get from Africa to Europe uh, by land, you've got to go through the Holy Land. To get from Africa to Asia, you've got to go to the Holy Land. And it's a very important little piece of, uh, of geography. And so it was in a pivotal position for trade. It was on two uh, uh, oceans, essentially, or two large bodies of water, the Mediterranean and the Indian Ocean uh, via the Gulf of Suez. Uh, so it's in a wonderful trading position. And the, the theory is that this was not simply a... a um, uh, the subtle questions just weren't about the purpose of life. They were about... Well, you know, we've got trade goods. She arrived in Jerusalem with a very numerous retinue with camels bearing spices and gold and precious stones. And uh, where, where was Sheba? I mean, it seems to have been a, 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 an empire that, that touched on two continents, Africa and Asia via Saudi Arabia, the Arabian Peninsula. Um it would have been in what we today call Yemen and southwestern Arabia and uh, in what we now call the Horn of Africa, Ethiopia, Somalia, and the this, the straits of Suez are very, uh, really very narrow. And so this was a, a an empire, a kingdom that was wonderfully poised for trade with India, <coughs> with the Spice Islands, with with uh, uh, Southeastern Asia, and with the east coast of Africa. And luxury goods came from those areas. Incense, which was much more important then than it is now. It was used a great deal. Um, it was used in funerals. It was used in the house. It was used for religious rituals. And now we might have a pinch of incense on a holy day. Uh, that's about it. Uh, so incense was a big deal. Ivory was a big deal. We we talk, read about the ivory used in in uh, the Palace of Solomon. Ivory was a very uh, sought after commodity that came from Africa, and so this was a pivotally placed kingdom, and so was Israel. So apparently, this was a a a trade delegation, a trade mission. And um, she came up and she saw that, yeah, you're really doing a great job. And, well, uh, that's what this is about. Now, this is, okay, that's interesting. Fine, good. Oh, very interesting. This is kind of a little aside. There is a group of people in Africa called the Lemba who insisted that they had a Jewish connection. They were, I think, Bantu-speaking. Bantu is kind of the... Uh, one of the large language families in Africa, but they were typically sub-Saharan African-looking uh, people, uh, but they claimed to be in, at least in part Jewish, the Lemba, L-E-M-B-A. And they did a little bit of a well, genetic test, and guess what? <laughs> they were right. <laughs> there is there is Middle Eastern Jewish or Israelite genetic material there. And uh, this, 
I'm going to have to finish this long harangue about the history of Sheba and its relationship to Israel because it does have a spiritual meaning, which at least I interpret it too. So, but we're going to go to a, 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 a just a, a little bit with Father Rocky, who's very clear and precise, and that'll be refreshing after you've listened to me for a bit. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, this is Father Rocky, head of Relevant Radio, and your host every night for the Family Rosary Across America. A reminder that Relevant Radio is listener-supported, so we're unable to deliver our programming every day without your financial support. Have you heard about the two gifts we have today at the dollar-a-day level? The first is an olive wood rosary. On my trip to the Holy Land last April, I came across these, and I wanted to get one for you. They're made by Christians in the Holy Land. They're extra special. Our second gift, today only, the dollar date level, is the Ave Maria Guide to the Scriptural Rosary. This hardcover and personalized guide includes beautiful ink images and scripture for every Hail Mary, Our Father, and more. The Rosary and the Scriptural Rosary Book are both yours, today and today only, for your gift of a dollar a day. Give online now at RelevantRadio.com or on the Relevant Radio app, or give us a ring at 877-291-0123. Please give from the heart to Relevant Radio. Yeah, and those uh, rosaries are moving quite quickly. And, of course, when Drew Mariani gets on the air an hour from now, they're really going to fly out of here. So if you want one of these beautiful olive wood rosaries that Father Rocky brought back from the Holy Land, uh, you want to get a hold of us right now. Again, it's for a dollar a day donation to Relevant Radio. Beautiful olive wood rosary from the Holy Land. And along with that, as Father said, the Ave Guide to the Scriptural Rosary. That uh, book includes all the prayers and directions and the Bible verses, everything you will need to understand and pray a scriptural rosary. Maybe most days are uh, too hectic. You've got kids in the house. Things are too chaotic to to actually sit down and pray a, lo- a longer rosary like that. But maybe once a week or a couple times a month, you can uh, you can take advantage of that. Sit down, maybe take uh, take an entire hour to pray a rosary. That rosary and the book are yours today and today only for a gift of a dollar a day to Relevant Radio. So give now at RelevantRadio.com on the app or 877-291-0123. And Peter, we're way behind where we should be. We should be uh, 51, 52% of our need of 3 million. And we're at 33% right now. Yeah. And, you know, for those listening, the people who make what we do possible, the people who bring Relevant Radio to you is you. That's the person listening to this radio station. So we're really uh, calling for you to join the mission to give from the heart at relevantradio.com, the relevant radio app, or by calling one 877 291 And, you know, we're at 33%. We have 12,000 to go to, to hit the $1 million mark of our $3 million need for this week. And I would love to hit that milestone this uh, this hour during the Father Simon show. Yeah, maybe even um, by the bottom of the hour. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. If we can hit that, that would be a, a major boost leading into the Drew Mariani hour. And as, as you were saying, Drew, we have some wonderful ways to thank you uh, for supporting us at relevantradio.com or giving on the relevant radio app. And that's the... Ave's Guide to the Scriptural Rosary. And this day only, you can get the book on the other days, but this day only, we have rosaries from Father Rocky's recent trip to the Holy Land. And I, when I think about this, I have, I've used two rosaries throughout my life, really. One was given to me by a mentor in college, and one was uh, something, a, a rosary that my wife and I bought in uh, Washington, D.C. a couple years ago. And every time I pray with that, 
all of those memories that are associated with that rosary come back. So if you want a rosary that's really meaningful to you, you can get a rosary from the Holy Land from Father Rocky by giving at relevantradio.com or on the Relevant Radio app or by calling one 877 Give from the heart today. Help us reach our need of $3 million this week. We're only 33% of the way there, but I know we can do it. Join Relevant Radio and give from the heart. I'm a rock and roll preacher. I'm more sort of an old folky hippie preacher. Oh, never mind. Well, to add to, to what you just heard regarding our our need, I just would like to add my own. Please, 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 please. There, I've added it. <laughs> Seriously, serious. we do need the help. And, and uh, you know, we're only, a, I guess, what, what, did, what did Peter say? Only a third of the way. So it's it's we do need your help so where was i um and that number to call in help is two eight or seven eight seven seven two nine one zero one two three and also the phones are open to ask me any question you might have about the lord the faith the church and the big book on the coffee table that's it Eight 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 nine one four nine one four nine. I got it right, didn't I? Eight 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 nine one four nine one four nine. Let me continue with the spiel about Solomon. Now, Solomon uh, was king of Israel at the time of its greatest extent. And remember what Samuel had said not long before: you get a king, they're gonna they're gonna make you wait on them like they were royalty. And, well, this is what happened. Solomon started off very well, but he didn't end up very well. Now, in the gospel, we see Jesus saying that uh, changing the law, uh, which only the only he could do because he was God, um, that, that he changed the law. I mean, now you, there's no unclean food. What was the purpose of unclean food? Why was some food clean and unclean? Well, it was hygienic. No, it wasn't. Uh, I, this idea that somehow pigs are unclean and chickens are clean, you don't know chickens very well. They're filthy. Um, <laughs> they really are. Uh, and pigs are not that bad. So uh, this idea that it was hygienic, this just isn't so. Kosher law kept you separate from the world around you. Uh, pork was a much-loved food, <laughs> and still is, thank goodness, uh, well, and the gods loved pork. It was a common sacrifice uh, because it was an affordable sacrificial animal. So to not be able to eat pork, for instance, kept you away from people. And to not be able to eat certain kinds of seafood kept you away from people. It's. Uh, I remember having Rabbi Lefkowitz over for dinner. We had to have a kosher certifier at the dinner. I mean, it was really something. Uh, his son Moshe could do that. So he was. He was. I forget the word for the person who certifies things as kosher. But um, imagine inviting someone over for dinner and saying, "Oh, I can't come because your food is unclean." I mean, that would certainly separate me from people. Well, this idea of the uncleanness of food, it kept Israel separate from the pagans around it. And when that separateness had been established in God's timing, it was over. It didn't have to happen. Our separateness is different. Our separateness is a moral separateness. 
And Jesus points that out, that what makes a person unclean has evil thoughts and unchastity and theft and murder and adultery, greed, malice and deceit. It sort of describes the age in which we're living. So uh, this idea of uncleanness, we still have it. But it's a moral position that makes us unclean and not a dietary position. Well, what has this to do with Solomon? I was just talking about Solomon. Solomon started off just fine, but then he decided to to get involved with the world in a, in a big way. And uh, sometimes people are kind of astonished by Solomon, uh, who had 700 wives of royal birth and 300 concubines. That's a harem of about a thousand. What is going on there? Those were treaties. If you wanted to marry, if you wanted to ally yourself with the local, the local rulers, you married one of their daughters. And one of the local clan chiefs, you brought her into the harem as a concubine or a secondary wife. I remember hearing the story of a kid went to Sunday school. He came back and his mother asked, what'd you learn in Sunday school? He said, oh, well, we learned about Solomon the wise who had 700 wives and 300 porcupines. That doesn't sound very wise to me. It's a joke. Okay, moving along. The um, Solomon... Uh, became a king like the kings of the world. And we see later in life he builds temples in Jerusalem for the gods of his wives. So he fails in his mission, and he half the kingdom is lost to his son. But for faithfulness to the covenant of David, God does not abandon Judah and, and the, the house of David. Okay, what's going on here? I think what we need to understand is that, yeah, you got to be practical. You got to trade with the Queen of Sheba and you got to have all these relationships. Uh, no, you don't. That we need to understand what the letter to the Hebrews says that in this world we have no earthly city, that we are exiles mourning and weeping in this valley of tears, and that we will always be a little bit separate from this world. Um, not because of what we eat or don't eat, but because of our allegiance to the Lord and to his, his vision for humanity, that we don't just succumb to the bad morals of the world. Uh, we, we maintain um, a separateness, a holiness that's based on the character of Christ. Uh, so I, I look at the, I know this is a little complicated, but you know, this Solomon launched Israel into the world of high finance and international treaties, and he made Israel a nation just like the other nations. Israel is a people set apart. And when we deal with the world, we need to understand that we too are a people set apart. We're to be a light in a world of darkness, not just sort of gray, shadowy reflections in this darkened world, but a light. Uh, and I look at these two readings, and I, I think of the 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 idea of kosher law and how it has been renewed by Christ, by the Messiah, our Lord Jesus, uh, as a um, um, well as as a moral a moral kashrut. Kashrut means kosher law. Our our halakha, our, the way we are walk in the world, is is determined by the morality and the character of Christ. So we're a, we're to be a light in a darkened world, not just sort of uh, 
someone saying, oh, isn't that sad? We'll accompany you in your darkness. No, we'll provide a light you can follow. All right, let's, that said, let's go to letters. I got a letter that I'm not sure I understand, but I'm going to do my best with it. It's, uh, it's, we're going to keep it anonymous. Um, it's from someone in Chicago. Uh, I will be taking my elderly mother to an anointing of the sick mass this Sunday. Does she need to be in a state of grace to receive this anointing at the end of mass on Sunday? <sighs> Strictly speaking, if she's able to, she should go to confession. The anointing of the sick uh, forgives sins, uh, mortal sins, only if the recipient is unable to confess. If the person is able to get to a healing mass, uh, it seems pretty good that that person would also be able to have the sacrament of reconciliation. So uh, venial sins are healed by it. Now, if a person is unable to confess, like a person who's in a coma, then it does forgive mortal sins if the person is disposed to receive that forgiveness, if the person wants the forgiveness. So, um, well, let me continue. Uh, she regularly hears Mass on Sundays at home. She doesn't drive a car. I don't think she's gone to confession in decades, but I think that is because she may have been excommunicated, but I am not sure. She doesn't want to talk about this, which I respect. I think the excommunication may have happened long ago, in the 70s. I think this excommunication may be something that certain priests have been given a special dispensation to hear confession for this, to give absolution for, and to receive her back into the church. Well, this is another issue here. Um, the, the, no one is automatically excommunicated, uh, um, if they are unaware, in other words, if you're unaware that you're excommunicated, am I, oh, I'm excommunicated? You can't be excommunicated without being aware. And uh, the most common way to get excommunicated is to, is to uh, help to procure an abortion, whether it is for yourself or someone else. Uh, but as I understand it, that can be forgiven in confession if you did not know when you got the abortion that it was a matter of excommunication. If so, at least when I was studying this stuff, uh, the priest had to get a permission from the bishop uh, for to give absolution for that. If the person knew that by getting the abortion she, was, she or he a guy, if, if a man drives his girlfriend or his wife to the abortion clinic and helps her get an abortion, he's excommunicated too, if he knows it. Do you understand what I'm saying here? No one is automatically excommunicated, uh, with, uh, excommunicated without knowing it. Um, you got to know it. Uh, it's, a, it's a little dicey, but... You know, I would just encourage your mom to, I would say, yes, take her for the anointing of the sick uh, and uh, encourage her to go to confession. Um, if you can drive her to the anointing of the sick, why not take care of this? Is there anything so awful? Now, there's, again, if, if this is, a, if this person incurred uh, an automatic sentence of excommunication without knowing that this offense was excommunicatable, does that make sense? then I believe uh, that they are uh, simply going to confession will do the trick here. Um, that was, uh, I know that's how it was handled when I was in, in, in school. Uh, Nick, do you have any, any other comment? Oh, we're 
Oh, Nick, are you there? Look it up, but I, I'm pretty sure the voice in my head's a better theologian than I am. So I think he is. So I, but I hear sounds. We're going. This is a miracle moment. Is this a miracle? Oh no, we're going to the 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 shilling for shekel center. And and here we are. It's Neil Robbins and uh, Peter Atkinson of the Merry Beggars. It's it's the Shill Center here at Relevant Radio. We, right. we have a we have a sign on the door now. It says Shill Center. 877-291-0123 is the phone number to call. You can give online at relevantradio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. And we have a big uh, big hill to climb to hit that $3 million by the end of the week. Right now, we're sitting at 33%, but uh, we're we're only 8,000 away mm. from our first million. Oh, 6,000 now, so, oh, 6,000 oh, to the next oh, million. Easy, three people with... $2,000 can wipe that out just like that. That's right. <laughs> give us uh, give us a ring or jump online. Help us to uh, to hit that mountain peak of the first million dollars uh, raised this week for our Give from the Heart Pledge Drive right now. Give online, relevantradio.com, the app or 877-291-0123. Maybe you can't do a couple thousand dollars. Do, uh, do a little part of that if you can. In fact, uh, if you come in at the dollar a day giving level, we have for you today and today only and only while they last because they're starting to go out very quickly now. The olivewood rosaries from the Holy Land that Father Rocky brought back uh, from a recent pilgrimage. You, you get the olivewood rosary and the Ave Guide to the Scriptural Rosary. The book includes uh, everything you need, prayers, directions, Bible verses, everything you need to understand how to pray a scriptural rosary. A dollar a day, and you uh, get that beautiful rosary in the book at relevantradio.com on the app or 877-291-0123. That's right. Shilling for shekels, as Father Simon says. Relevantradio.com, the Relevant Radio app. And You know, every pledge drive, we have a different theme. The theme for this pledge drive is give from the heart. And uh, that really strikes me because the heart is ultimately the thing that God is looking for from uh, from each of us. We can know the doctrine. We can know the faith. But if we don't love Jesus, then we are not saved and we're not close to God. You know, even Satan knows scripture. He can quote scripture. And when I think of Relevant Radio, I think that one of Relevant Radio's beautiful missions is speaking to people's hearts. When you have people like uh, Drew Mariani, Pat Madrig, Kale, when you have our our whole reign of hosts, their gifts, their charism is to speak to people's hearts. And my mind goes back to Patrick Madrid earlier. um, Last year, there was a woman who called in who was turning around from her drive to the abortion clinic because she discovered Patrick Wasn't Madrid that amazing? on that the was radio. So, so amazing. This pledge drive, if Relevant Radio has spoken to your heart, if you want Relevant Radio to speak to other people's hearts, we need your support. We're behind where we want to be, where we need to be to continue our programming. We need you to help join our mission relevantradio.com, the Relevant Radio app, whether it's $2,000, $20,000, $20, join us, give from the heart at relevantradio.com. Listener-supported radio. Talk that brings Christ to the world. Welcome back to the Relevant Radio Winter Pledge Drive. Give from the heart. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Um, where was I? Um, what I was taught in seminary regarding abortion was that when you heard confessions uh, that, that to procure an abortion, 
be you the the woman who is being abused by abortionists or or uh, you know she's is a willful thing or someone who uh, helps her to get the abortion be it the medical staff or the uh, um, even the person who willingly drives that person to the clinic this is this is what they call a latis intensia, an automatic sentence excommunication. But when that person came to me in confession and said, bless me, Father, for I have sinned, I had an abortion, what I was taught in seminary was, you asked the question, did you know that that, that was an offense that, that carried an excommunication with it? No, I didn't. Well, you didn't know it, and I have the authority to absolve it. Now, in the year of mercy, uh, the Pope Francis uh, um, uh gave the ability to uh, forgive that sin and end that excommunication, I believe, to all priests. And whether that continues, I have to be honest, I'm not sure. I'm embarrassed to say that, but, but it's a little confusing. However, if a person does not know that they were excommunicated, even with an automatic sentence of excommunication, which certain, certain things carry, um, that that they 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 can go to confession. So again, I would just encourage uh, your mother to go to confession and to receive the sacrament of the sick. I wouldn't keep her from receiving the sacrament of the sick. If for some reason she's unable to go to confession, then that anointing will forgive even mortal sin. But it sounds like she's able to go to confession. Do encourage her. Um, and if I if I I. I this is one of the, in the letter of St. James, it says not everyone should strive to be teachers because a teacher receives a double penalty. Um, it is never a mistake. If you suspect you're excommunicated for something, it is never a mistake to go to confession and to talk to your parish priest. Um, you know, the, both the Lord and the church are anxious to end the 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 exile from the church, which excommunication is meant to be, the exile from the sacraments and from grace. Uh, so God wants to get you right. The church wants to get you right. And it, it isn't a matter of, uh, well, we're just going to dangle this in front of you and be mean. That's not what we're about. So, uh, again, if, I, if anyone is a qualified moral theologian, and if I've spoken wrong, I would certainly want to hear this. Uh, but that is as I was taught in seminary, and I think that those essential principles still apply. Phew. That said, let's go to the word of the day. Okay. The word of the day is, of course, talent. <laughs> it's a funny word. And uh, we think of a talent as, well, I can tap dance and chew gum. That's my talent. Or <laughs> I can play the glass harmonica while, while, while singing. Um, there is such thing as a glass harmonica. It's the only instrument I know played with wet hands. But that's not the word of the day. A talent, however, is a a measure. And the Hebrew word is, <coughs> it's a great fun Hebrew word, kikar. <laughs> a kikar, uh, which means a rounded, a rounded thing. That's what it means. Uh, but a talent, the, the word is from Greek, talenton, which means something that is measured in a balance or a scale. And a talent is a weight of gold or silver. And a gold talent, uh, at this point, would be worth $1,400,000. Probably by now, a million five. That's a lot of money. A silver talent was 
worth a lot less. A silver talent, uh, a gold talent weighed, oh, about 120 pounds maybe. Um, that's a lot of gold, 120 pounds of gold. A silver talent is only around uh, 80 pounds of, of silver. It's a smaller weight. But that's what these were originally, weights, monetary weights. But this is a fascinating thing that this this Queen of Sheba just gave a huge amount of of uh, uh, gold and precious stones. Uh, they, what's, the, what's the talent weight? I think it was 100-something. Okay, let's see here. Uh, I found it. Uh, she gave 120 gold talents. That's, oh, that sounds like about $200 million. And um, this wasn't just because she was in a generous mood. It probably was a trading contract because, as I mentioned, that that Israel traded all up and down the coast of Africa uh, and actually left descendants in 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 southwestern Af- southeastern Africa uh, called the Lemba. <laughs> they, I, I mentioned that they they claimed to be Israelite Jewish, and when they did the genetic test, guess what? They were right. They didn't look very Jewish, but apparently Jewish traders had come and married into the local population. So I think that's interesting. So that's what the talents were about. It wasn't simply that uh, that. Uh, that the Queen of Sheba was a marvelous dancer. All right, moving along, let us now go to phone calls. The phone is ringing. And once again, my... Oh, there's my cursor. It's it's frozen. Why yeah, my cursor is frozen, I don't know. But um, I can't get the help. I can't... Wait a minute, who have I got? Dan from Lexington? Oh, Gideon from Lexington. I'm wondering why my cursor is frozen. Gideon, what can I do for you? Hello. I called you and also Patrick Madrid on February 2nd at the beginning of the show and asked for some help on my public speaking speech that I'd be giving at my uh, Christian yes, Homeschool Yes, I remember now. that. Yeah. Uh, yes. I, thank, uh, I thanked him, and I'd also like to thank you for your help and sharing your wisdom as I received a 100% on my speech. Thanks to you both. Mazel tov. That's wonderful. That's great. Well, I'm glad to have been of some help, but, uh, yeah, that's keep, you know, um, you know, this is the verse for a good debater is speak the truth in love. You know, it's, it's, uh, my, my father actually, uh, before he had to make money for a living, my father actually taught rhetoric and debate in the 1920s of all things. And, uh, um, uh, so he was always fascinated by debating and, Anger doesn't work in a debate, does it? It's just got to be the facts and reason. So congratulations. I'm very impressed and glad to have been of some help. Uh, I, and I think we all – go on, go on. Uh, I told him I should start calling about my math problems. He said if I did that, I'd get C's and D's, though. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, I can only count to 20 if my shoes are off. So <laughs> exactly. So, well, I'm amazed. I, I graduated – you know, I went through graduate school and everything, and I still don't even know what algebra is. So I took it. I have no idea what it was about. Well, Gideon, I'm very grateful for the call, and I'm very happy that you did well. Hang in there and keep speaking the truth in love because uh, the world needs it. It needs the truth. But anger does not work the, the righteousness of God. So be calm. Be reasonable. Nobody's going to like that, but it still works in the long run. God bless you, Gideon. Let's go to Ron from Austin, Texas. 
Oh, it's we got a miracle moment. Well, we'll come back to phone calls. Let's go to the miracle moment, then we'll come back to phone calls. All right, good. Changing lives in your neighborhood and across the nation. Here's another relevant radio miracle moment. Hi, Monica. Hi, good morning. I just wanted to continue off of the public school, Catholic school conversation. To my husband and I, we made the big sacrifice to send our daughter to a Catholic school since she was a toddler. And my husband was originally opposed to it because he was saying, you know, how could we ever afford something like that? And so we put her in Catholic school and that led to my husband's conversion and also led to us actually just getting our marriage sacrament a couple months ago. And um, oh, that's, that's you know, I attribute that to listening to relevant radio and from, you know, our sending our daughter to Catholic school. So we love you and we thank you so much. This miracle moment was brought to you by you. Make a tax-deductible donation now to support our mission at relevantradio.com or on the relevant radio app. Oh, we are so close to hitting our first million dollars of this pledge drive. We're on our way to three million by five o'clock Friday afternoon, uh, uh, God willing. But we are one thousand dollars away from that first million. Can you help us with any amount right now to get us to that first million? Any number that you can come in at would really help us out right now. We want to hit that first million here in the next couple of minutes. RelevantRadio.com, the app, or 877-291-0123. A special twofer for you today at the dollar a day giving level. We have for you a very special, beautiful rosary. It's olive wood, came right from the Holy Land. Uh, chosen personally by Father Rocky on his uh, trip over there last year. Along with that rosary, we will give you the Ave Guide to the Scriptural Rosary. It's a book that has the prayers, directions, uh, the Bible verses, everything you know to pray a scriptural rosary. And both are yours uh, today and today only, and only while the supply lasts. Okay, at RelevantRadio.com, the app, or 877-291-291. Zero one two three, just a few dollars away from that from that first million dollars. We're looking to hit that first million any second now. Eight seven seven two nine one zero one two three. That's right. We're just a couple of hundred dollars away from from one million dollars. That's a thirty three percent. We're still you know a ways behind where we want to be at this point of the week. It's Wednesday. It's the halfway mark. I would love to see a fifty percent uh, progression rate, but we're still we're still chugging along and just trusting uh, in Saint Joseph and Our Lady to provide through you, our audience, uh, and our listeners and our family, really, to the Relevant Radio family. So just a couple hundred dollars away. If anyone wants to bump us over with a thousand dollar <laughs> gift and just bring it home, we have a you know sound effects we can play, trumpets, all just waiting for someone to call in. We're sta- on standing by for that. And you can help us at relevantradio.com or on the Relevant Radio app or by calling 1-877-291-0123. Uh, and for those who are signed I'm sorry, $11 away. $11? Oh, my goodness. We're not going to talk about anything else till we get this happening. Uh, We have $11, $11 remaining. Does anyone, going once, going twice, anyone want to bring us home over the million-dollar mark? You can at RelevantRadio.com, Relevant Radio app, or 1-877-291-0123. Just a couple of dollars left for us to cross that major milestone and keep 
keeping Relevant Radio on air. I keep hitting refresh here. Are we, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Not, Almost there. Not quite yet. Hopefully in just a couple of minutes we'll be there. Whatever you can do to help us out. And if you can come in at that dollar a day giving level, do so at RelevantRadio.com, the app, or 877-291-0123 for the Olivewood Rosary. Come and listen in to the radio station where the mighty hosts of heaven sing. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. If you want to hear the songs of Zion coming from the land of the spring, get the You gotta, yeah, you gotta keep that radio on. And, and I, the voice in my head said we're just like a thousand dollars away or something from that million dollar, eleven dollars. Oh, I don't know what the voice of my saying but all i want to say is run check under the sofa check check under the sofa cushions look under the car seats we'll make it yes all right moving along let's go back to calls ron uh from austin texas what can i do for you yes father uh, i uh I, I stumbled with my son the other day he's a he's a protestant you know he's an evangelical mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and we were talking about the seven books of the bible that were left out of there and i and I stumbled and said, well, y'all took those books out. And he says, oh, no, we didn't either. Y'all put those books in and during the, you know, during the revelation or whatever. During the- You're right. You're right. He's wrong on this. Um, uh, okay. Could uh, you give me a little? Early, a little I will give you some, oh, yeah. some, some, uh, some background. There is a Bible called the Septuagint, which is the Greek translation of the Hebrew Scriptures that the early church thought was authoritative. Those seven books are included in the Septuagint and a few more. But when the canon of Scripture was was fixed around Rome, 400 years after Christ, they chose the, the readings that were being read at Mass throughout the known world. And they were all in the Septuagint. Now, when the Jews formed their canon, uh, they left those books out because they thought there were no Hebrew originals, and those books were particularly loved by Christians. And so they left them out. Uh, well, it turns out there were Hebrew originals uh, to many of them. They're quoted frequently in the New Testament, and they were regarded as sacred scripture by, the, by all Christians for 1,500 years and are still regarded as scripture by most Christians. So it wasn't we who added books. It was these books were respected by the early Christians. Uh, it was the reformers who decided to emphasize the Hebrew scriptures. And the, and the assumption is that the, the, if these books weren't in the Hebrew Bible, the Catholics must have added to them. On the contrary, they were part of the canon of the early church. And you can have him listen to this on, on the replay. Uh, and if he has problems with it, have him call me. Does that help, Ron? Uh, yes, it does. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you, Father. You're welcome. Just let him know that these were respected by the early church, and they were, part, they were considered inspired by all Christians for 1,500 years. So well, I think to know, his, to know history is to be a Catholic. He <laughs> no, took me by uh, surprise. He took me by sure. surprise. I didn't know what to say. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. I would say well, you love you Jesus. Me. I love Jesus. Let's not argue, you know, and, and uh, yes. pray that he comes back to the fullness of the sacraments. Uh, we have so much in common, but they lose out on the good part, the sacraments. God bless you, Ron, and hang yes. in there. 
Thank you. Let's go to, to, to Jaime. Jaime from San Diego. What can I do for you, Jaime? Hey, Father. How are you? Um, pretty good. Pretty in, good. Good. Good, good. Um, Nathaniel's profession of, of our Lord in, in uh, John chapter 1, and then Peter's profession in Matthew 17, it seems like Nathaniel's preceded uh, St. Peter's, but, but our Lord's reaction was very different. They yes. both call him Son of God. One calls him King of Israel. The other one calls him uh, the Messiah. If you could mm-hmm. uh, explain it a little bit. Why? Well, Nathaniel in other words, why... Yeah, why was why wasn't Nathaniel the first pope? That's why. Well, because of the situation, the situation in which they made their profession. Jesus had just said something amazing to Nathaniel, whereas with Peter, it was in a moment of great, what should have been a moment of great doubt. They were looking at at all the power and might of the Roman Empire, as they looked at the the city of Banyas where the Jordan River flowed out from under a great rock, uh, a huge rock, a rock the size of a an airplane hangar, bigger than that. It was a, it was huge. And there were the beautiful city and these temples dedicated to the Roman gods and to the Greek gods and all of these images of divinity. And there was this humble carpenter. And Peter looked at, the, at these beautiful buildings in the distance and looked at this humble carpenter and said, you're the son of the living God. So it was in a moment of difficulty that Peter made his confession of faith. Whereas Nathaniel, you you saw me under the fig tree. And that actually in the Eastern church, they talk about a story that Nathaniel was one of the babies in Bethlehem who was hidden behind a fig tree. And the Roman soldiers or the soldiers of Herod missed him. So, so Jesus worked a miracle. Oh goodness. He, uh, Herod worked or Jesus worked, uh, had a miracle, a word of knowledge. This impressed Nathaniel. It was not a miracle. It was quite the opposite with Peter. That's, uh, that's, I think, why the profession of faith by Peter was so much more dynamic than Nathaniel's. Does that help? It, it does. No, you're right. Uh, and, and it's because of your reflection on the fig tree that got me thinking about this question. So, uh, But no, yeah, you're right. Uh, Nathaniel had just been told something amazing uh, he had, would... Yeah, he had just had his metaphorical socks knocked off, as it were. So there <laughs> you go. Well, thanks for calling in, Jaime. God bless you, and enjoy the beautiful climate. Susie, we're going to go to Susie. Re- re- God bless you. Let's go to Susie from Menominee, Wisconsin, and just have a few seconds. What can I do for you, Susie? Hello, Father Simon. Thanks for taking my call. I have a question. Uh, my oldest son has met a girl. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, she is a uh, in the process of converting to the Hebrew-Israelite religion. I understand her background is Baptist. Uh, he's pretty infatuated with her, though. He's, um, she's everything that he wants in a wife, but except for the religion piece. So he's mm-hmm. been talking to her as a Christian, trying to bring her back to the, the Baptist or, or even the Catholic yeah. religion. But... Um, so he's been kind of researching the um, the religion well, and let me let me jump in here because we just have a few seconds. Tell him what Rabbi Lefkowitz told me that we Catholics, we Catholics are more Jewish than the Jews because we have temples and we have sacrifices that you can't be a Hebrew anymore. You can't be of that religion because there is no temple in which to offer sacrifice. If you want to fulfill the Old Testament and the New Testament, you got to be a Catholic. 
because we offer the sacrifice of the mass. She does not. She will. She can't join a religion. She can't join a religion that can fulfill itself. No Jew can be fully a Jew today uh, without the temple. That's why so many of them want to rebuild the temple, and it's such a, a controversy. Uh, now, that may sound insulting, but I don't mean it to be. The, uh, the moral and ethical content of the Torah is the gift of Jews to, to the world. But, but there is something for which Jews long, and that's the rebuilding of the temple. We have the temple. That the temple not made of hand, not made with hands, is the church. Saint Paul says, so you can only fulfill the Old Testament by believing in the New Testament, and you can ultimately only believe in the New Testament if you offer the sacrifice of the Mass. That's what I would say. Does that help at all? All right. Um, well, in other gonna... words, if she's going to be a Hebrew, where, where, if she's going to be Hebrew, where will she go to the temple? Where will she offer offer her, her blood sacrifices? She has to offer a blood sacrifice to be fully a Hebrew. And that's, it's impossible. We do it. Ah, we got to go to the Shill Center. Speaking of sacrifice, oh, let's go. <clears throat> that's right. The Shill Center is here, and you can donate your shills at Father Father. We Simon are open said. for business. We are open for business. <laughs> Father Simon said, you know, run under the sofa, look in your car seats. You know, you might... Look in your car seat, find you 20000 here, 20000 there. You have $5 here, $5 there, depending on you know how large your car seat is. But, uh, Neil, I actually have something super exciting to announce. Absolutely. There's the drum roll. We've done it. We're we over. We have crossed $1 million. All right. Thank you, everybody. The, the applause is for you, the listeners, for helping support Relevant Radio. Soak it in. Soak it in. Soak it in. Now back to work. We are exactly. at 34%. Because we have $2 million to go. Because we have, well, we, yeah, we have $2 million to go. So get back, to those, get back to those couch Run cushions. Run back to the car seats. Look for the, <laughs> the nickels in between the armrests and the baby buckles and all of it because uh, we need your help, and you can help by going to relevantradio.com, the Relevant Radio app, or by calling one eight seven seven two nine one zero one two three. That's one eight seven seven two nine one zero one two three. And Neil, you were saying just how touching it was to see all of the all of the gifts of all different amounts coming in. Yeah, we we often talk about uh, getting the larger gifts in the five ten thousand dollars, and we do see those come in, and we uh, we could use uh, some of those right now, as a matter of fact, but. Over the past couple of hours, we have seen so many gifts come in of $5 and $7, $10. And uh, it really is touching that um, people, no matter how much they have to give, they they love Relevant Radio. It means so much to them. And uh, they may not have that five or $10,000 like others have, but they're going to give what they can to uh, support us. And it, it really is. It's touching. Uh, Marie in Kenosha, thank you so much for your gift of uh, $10 to Relevant Radio. And so many others across the uh, the country. There's Joyce in New Berlin, Wisconsin, with a $12 gift. Whatever you can do to help us to uh, wipe out our $3 million need this week, hey, we appreciate it. RelevantRadio.com, the app, or 877-291-0123. That's right. And if you give today and today only, we also have a Ave Guide to the Scriptural Rosary that if you give today at the $365 level, that's a dollar a day through the year, you'll also be sent a Holy Land Rosary from Father Rocky. And I know I've had a couple of rosaries I've prayed with throughout my life, and I remember exactly where they 
come from when I pray with them. And so if you want to have a rosary with a really special connection to Relevant Radio, who's with you through the whole year, you can give at relevantradio.com at the $365 level, a dollar a day. What is Relevant Radio worth to you? Is it worth 60 cents a day? Is it worth a dollar a day? Well, if so, you can call one 877 I remember uh, hearing a story about the cathedral in Milan, the Duomo in Milan. They have these medieval records of all the different people who gave to help build the cathedral. And if you go into it, yeah, there are big gifts here, there are big, but there are also like eggs. People would give bread, right. the poor, right. because it is, it is the poor who build cathedrals because their hearts are open to God and they are responding to the gifts that God has given them. I think um, in America, we're a wealthy nation. We have so many ways to make us comfortable. So we really have to work at reminding ourselves that all of our money, all of our gifts, everything that we've received, our health, our wealth, our time is on loan. And we are going to sooner or later have to pay back that loan and show what we did with it. And if if God is calling you, if the Holy Spirit is calling you to help others encounter Christ through Relevant Radio, if God is calling you to support his mission on earth in, in some way, whether it's $5, whether it's a loaf of bread, whether it's $20,000, whatever it is, ask the question, listen to the Holy Spirit, and if you do feel called, go to relevantradio.com, the relevant radio app, or call one eight seven seven two nine one zero one two three. Because Neil, we're we're behind where we need to be. We're we are we're yeah. actually under the average uh, dollar amount for this hour. So if you can help us, you know, meet the average or be above it would be preferred. Then uh, please call one eight seven seven two nine one zero one two three. And as far as the uh, pledge drive as a whole, we're at thirty four percent right now. At noon central today, we should have been at fifty percent. So we are behind. If you can help us uh, catch up, whatever amount you can come in at, we sure would appreciate it. RelevantRadio.com, the app, or 877-291-0123. And again, at the dollar a day giving level, while they last, and today only, we have these special olive wood rosaries that Father Rocky brought back from his pilgrimage uh, to the Holy Land. That and the Ave Guide to a Scriptural Rosary. RelevantRadio.com, the app, or 877-291-0123.